0: Hello, and welcome back to Radio Headspace, a weekly journey into how the mind works and what the mind is capable of. I'm Georgie Yokel, and for the last few weeks, we've been taking on our anti-excuse project on the podcast with a little help from athletes, explorers, scientists, even someone hoping to be one of the first humans to settle on Mars in a few years' time. And throughout those conversations, we've been getting to the bottom of how to stick to our goals, what really motivates us, what ultimately gets us out of bed in the morning and how to fight those niggling excuses in our minds and even form some brand new habits. So if you've missed any of the episodes so far, I'd encourage you to go back and check them out. I've been personally genuinely inspired, motivated by all these guests that we've had in. Uh, So I wanted to wrap up the whole project, I guess, by talking to Headspace co-founder and mindfulness expert, Andy Pudicombe, who is back with us. To answer some of your questions that you've had throughout the month. Andy, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me back. To Radio
0: Headspace. We spoke to you right at the beginning of this project, I guess. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Everyone's setting their intentions for the year and setting their goals. And we've spoken to some amazing people over the month. So Yeah.
1: no, It's been been amazing. It's been really inspiring.
0: It's been fun. I've certainly, I've learned a lot. And I think a lot of people have been embracing this project, really taking it on, tackling goals, and hopefully we'll continue to do so throughout the rest of the year Um, but we've also had a few questions in so I thought you might be the man to tackle those.
1: I'm happy to listen to them (laughs) and if I can help I will.
0: We'll give it a go. So Kate in London I wanted to start off with this one because this really resonated with me and I think a lot of people. Mm. She wrote to us and said I am trying to go to an exercise class before work this year Mm -hmm. um, but it's freezing outside and I find myself lying in bed talking myself through all the reasons why i shouldn't go that day until it gets to the point when it's too late to go at all and then i spend the entire day feeling guilty about how i didn't go and this happens often
1: yeah
0: how do i break that cycle and get out of my warm bed
1: yeah i think you're right a lot of people will relate to that um i think it's one of the it's one of the main reasons we practice meditation right if you think of what she's describing. She's describing, okay, a thought arises in the mind. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then we start off a chain of thoughts as to why we don't want to do that. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, if I go out, kind of, oh, I'm going to have to get dressed, I'm going to put extra layers on, oh, it's going to take time. And, and we might kind of go all the way, way down that until eventually we convince ourselves we're not going to go. So in meditation, when we're focusing on the breath, quite often a thought will arise and we might kind of miss it and before we know it, the mind's kind of wandered off and a couple of minutes has passed by and we're like, oh no, I was meditating. Okay, back to the breath. So the more we practice that skill where we realize the mind's wandering and we come back again, like the more proficient we become in everyday life at seeing that when that happens. And we don't allow ourselves for that conversation to even develop. So when we catch the, the very first thought, if we see it clearly enough, it's just it just disappears. Like, if it's seen clearly with awareness, but normally we don't see it, so it leads into this kind of conversation. So if we can train the mind through meditation, not to wander off in that way, then when it comes to everyday life, we'll find it much easier as well.
0: Because it is remarkable. You can easily spend 20 minutes talking to yourself back and forth.
1: In which time you could have probably actually gone to the gym and exactly. you know, had a quick workout. Um, and, and then I, I think it's just what amazes me always is how we as human beings kind of then compound it. So not only do we go through this sort of procrastination of thinking, should I, shouldn't I, internal dialogue. We then use up the time, sort of when we could have otherwise gone. And then afterwards, we beat ourselves up and feel really bad because we didn't do it. Yeah. And it's all self-created. Like we have chosen to sit there and have that inner dialogue. We have chosen to give ourselves a tough time. So there's all this like additional stress in in our yeah. life. Like life is hard enough as it is. And yet we're creating all this kind of extra internal stress. It's it's amazing.
0: It's so funny when you simplify and you're like just don't have those conversations. Don't you don't need any of that.
1: You can let it go. And I, yeah. I just think I, I just think it's it sounds easy to do and i know it's a process you know it's it's learning a skill like any skill it takes time but if you if you stick with it on a daily basis then it really does start to change and you see a shift pretty quickly
0: well thank you for that one that You're i welcome. know personally that's very helpful <laughs> <laughs> um so another this is a more practical question that we've had in from terry and she says it's cold and flu season in the United States right now. Do you have any tips for continuing our meditation practice when we're congested and coughing mm. and we can't breathe normally, which is obviously a big part of it?
1: Yeah, it's tough. And it's, it's, quite, it's quite disruptive when you're, you know, you have this idea that you're going to carve out this little bit of time and you're going to create this little kind of bubble of calm and peace and... And then all of a sudden you find yourself kind of in a coughing fit or sneezing or your nose running and maybe even your eyes running sometimes. And it's tempting at that point to kind of bail and think, oh, what's the point? Like, no, you know, I might as well just do it another time. Or I'll do it tomorrow when I'm feeling better. But if we don't learn to sit with that discomfort, um, then we're doing ourselves a bit of a disservice because anyone can sit, with the mind and the body when everything feels calm and relaxed that's easy now we can all do that the difficult thing is how to be with the mind and the body when it's agitated or not at rest so the only way of learning that is to sit with it when it's not at rest or when the mind is busy like we actually need those opportunities in order to learn the skill and develop the skill um, if I think back to my training in in some of the, the monasteries, I, I can remember people having really bad colds and there was kind of zero tolerance policy. Like you would sit and do your meditation. If your nose was running, it was running. OK, like at the end of the hour, take your uh, your tissue and kind of wipe your nose. Um, and if you were coughing, I think generally the the rule of thumb was. If it gets to the point where you really feel like you need to cough, you've observed the sensation of wanting to cough for long enough and it's not really kind of shifting or moving. You need to cough, no problem. Cough, have a good cough, come back to the breath again. Like it really is it really is that simple. Like we again we can use these things as excuses and reasons to yeah. to, to stop meditating. Much better to include them and make them part of the meditation.
0: I suppose it's like anything, it's like you say a lot of people complain that they're they're aware that their back hurts when they start meditation any of these practical physical things
1: yeah what i would say just that's an interesting one if the pain continues after you get up and you finish your meditation you go into everyday life then there could be potentially a problem like in the way you're sitting maybe something like that but if the pain is only present when you're sitting there there's a pretty good chance um well, that you're gonna gain something by focusing your attention on yeah. it rather than trying to get away from it.
0: Good to know. Uh Audrey says, and I think, you know, a lot of these questions obviously come through for you and, and they relate specifically to a meditation practice, but I think we can relate all of these to just kind of any new habit. Absolutely. So. Uh she says since discovering headspace about two months ago, I've practiced every day for ten to twenty minutes. I found it incredibly helpful, but I'm not very good at meditating yet. I tend to get a bit restless, my <laughs> mind often wonders. Uh should I keep going forward with it or do I need to go back a stage until I'm meditating better? Yeah,
1: wow. It never ceases to amaze me like our level of expectation i say that collectively like you know as human beings we we come to something new and we assume we're going to kind of nail it straight away um and with meditation we forget that we may have gone through what 20 30 40 50 years of conditioned habitual thought and we think we're just going to kind of show up maybe do a couple of 10 minute sessions (laughs) and right sorted oh bliss this is so nice um and it's it's kind of the equivalent of turning up for a, a piano lesson the very first one and expecting to be able to kind of leave you know playing mozart's concerto or something yeah. like it's not really realistic so the first thing i'd say is kind of setting that level of expectation knowing that this isn't something that you 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 try and you crack like this is a journey of a lifetime so you will see small incremental benefits over a long, long period of time. That's the way to, to really approach it. And as for whether whether our meditation is, is good or not, that's a really tricky one. Like the, the problem is that the mind that's doing the judging is the same mind that we're watching. So uh, <laughs> you can really get kind of tangled up in a lot of thought. As much as possible, I'd, I'd recommend people don't think and try to analyze the process too much. Yeah. Instead, just let go of all that, thinking the the background noise and instead just focus on the activity and the sensation itself
0: that's actually you know in that sense it's a really nice new habit to take on the sort of meditation because it's not about getting better at it every day it's just doing it and sitting with it and
1: well yeah i'd say i'd take it one step further and say i mean it is about doing it we have to kind of do it in the sense of sitting down and going through the process but it's almost moving beyond doing and just being and yeah. there's no other area in life really, unless we're practicing, kind of mindfulness, where we are simply able to be. Uh, it's a really, I think that's a really beautiful, very precious thing to it have. It
0: is, and increasingly, and I've I've kind of been listening to and reading a lot about this idea um where we don't do that anymore, and if we, for a second, feel. Like we're not doing anything or like we're bored. We'll go yeah. to our phones. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll do something to distract ourselves. Which brings me nicely to this next question from Bill. He says, is it normal to get bored following the same meditation every day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really pleased someone's asked that question. Because some people think they're doing it wrong if they're, if they're bored. So when we meditate, we're we're not really meditating with any particular objective you know we're just trying to see the mind more clearly and in seeing it more clearly we not only understand our own mind but we start to get a sense of what other people are are experiencing and therefore we tend to experience a bit more kind of empathy now if you sit and observe I mean the breath isn't that exciting right I mean compared to the rest (laughs) of life like I'm asking you to focus on your breath every day um it's not that exciting and and it takes a certain amount of kind of curiosity, genuine openness and curiosity to really watch the breath in the right way. But of course, at some stage, boredom is going to arise. Now, boredom is, I'd say boredom is more of a concept. It's an idea of wanting to be somewhere else, of wanting to be doing something else or wanting to be with someone else, perhaps. So it's almost like a move. Boredom is a, a movement away from the present moment. It's like there's a there's a resistance to simply being here now. And we tend to kind of think, rather than recognizing them simply as thoughts, in the same way, you know, we might see a thought arising, okay, I must remember to do the laundry. We'd say, oh, that's a thought. But when the thought arises, I'm really bored, we think, oh, ooh, hold on. Now that thought's <laughs> that's that's important. Like, yeah, I, maybe this meditation stuff isn't working. And we kind of run away and we start thinking more about it. Well, they're just thoughts. Whether yeah. we're thinking about the meditation and boredom and sort of creating this story of i don't want to be here or whether we're thinking about the laundry it's actually the, the it's still thinking
0: yeah it's the same thing yeah uh and finally i have a question can i ask mm. my question please that's part please, of the question absolutely uh so it's getting into february now and of course we're kind of getting distracted and caught up in life and all these Exciting resolutions and new things that were so shiny and new <laughs> aren't so shiny and new anymore, yeah. and this is you know this was one of my intentions that I set for the year, and I'm struggling with how do we stay with something way after this novelty is worn off yeah. and it's not shiny and exciting anymore
1: yeah, you know I remember when we you know we chatted a few few weeks back and we were talking about kind of motivation and intention and I genuinely believe the only way we can stay with something for a sustained period of time is if we are clear in our intention and our motivation. And for some people and for some things, we need to remind ourselves on a daily basis. So when people, you know, miss something or forget to do something or decide not to do something, I would always say there's a pretty good chance at some level our motivation has changed or slipped or or we've forgotten what our initial intention was. So I would go back to that intention. What is it? Why am I doing this? What do I want from this? And really kind of examine that hard, not just kind of repeating the same phrase each day and you know, hoping that that will be enough. Really examine the intention. And if you do, you're not going to miss it. Yeah. Like if, if you find what's behind the action, you'll follow through with the action.
0: Yeah. Andy, thank you so much. I felt like that was exactly what we all needed, you know, after this month of <laughs> kind of getting a little distracted and sidetracked. Like yeah. it's it, when it comes down to it, it's all very simple, which is, you know, nice to hear. It
1: is. It is. Uh,
0: well, thank you so much. And I'm it's sure a pleasure. We'll, Thanks for having me we'll back. See you back here soon. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, as always, you can email us, radio at or at get underscore headspace on Twitter. And I will be back, as always, next week on Radio Headspace.